Good evening, and welcome to another episode of Social Accountability with Jets. It's your girl, JJ. Happy Sunday, and thank you for listening. Reminder, this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only, and it is not a substitute for professional mental health care. If you are struggling with your mental health, please reach out to a qualified professional for diagnosis, treatment, and support, such as the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 988. The hosts and guests of this podcast are not yet licensed mental health professionals. This podcast is meant to share experiences, provide insights, and offer general information about mental health. It is not intended to replace one-on-one therapy or professional advice. If you find yourself feeling overwhelmed or distressed, please stop listening and seek support from a mental health professional. Today we're going to address speaking up and boundaries and what that entails for you and me in relationships, and why it is so important to not stay quiet. I'm not insinuating that there are not moments of trauma where it may be not yet appropriate, for, but, but overall discernment is going to be needed, and knowing that the truth is destined to be free may be important to speak up sooner than later. Not speaking up often can be a protective factor for the individual. So whatever they see as a threat is preventing them from being able to share information, and it may be due to a previous experience of a cross-boundary. So if someone has disrespected your boundaries, it is your responsibility to communicate that. If they continue to disrespect the same boundary, they never acknowledge the boundary or chose to test it again, it may be beneficial to seek it appropriately further. Have them explain the boundary to you, explain to you why it is important, and if they cannot, there is a chance they never understood the context for the boundary in the first place. Now, it could have been that they were fearful and accepted the proposed change out of fear of losing the individual without actually understanding the boundary in the first place. This is especially if all they wanted was for the person to not be upset or to leave. This happens at times because even with good intentions, unclear communication can lead to unintentional crossing of boundaries. Not explicitly stating your needs or using vague language can leave room for misinterpretation. Cultural differences or upbringing can also influence how someone perceives acceptable behavior. These examples are unintentional by nature, but there are, in some cases, individuals who may intentionally cross boundaries to fulfill their own needs or desires, regardless of the impact on others. This can be driven by various motives, from manipulation and control to simply wanting to get what they want. While I want to be cautious in stating this, selfishness, while not always a bad thing, can be entirely contradicting in itself. At times, it's very necessary. At times, it will also be seen incorrectly by the other party, and that's what will have to be weighed by you within your own discernment. Now, people struggle to understand or consider the perspectives and feelings of others. This is lack of empathy. And this also can lead people to disregard boundaries, even if they're aware of them. This is the red flag that can lead to abuse. And notice that I said can, not will. I still have hope for individuals who give effort. Not everyone was naturally born with a high level of empathy, and some people have to work at it. Individuals who haven't yet developed strong emotional intelligence or healthy coping mechanisms may be more likely to cross boundaries due to impulse behavior or an inability to manage their emotions effectively. It's crucial to communicate your needs clearly and assertively. 
If the behavior persists, it might be helpful to seek professional guidance or support to establish healthy boundaries and navigate that situation effectively. For me personally, being in the mental health field, I have gotten to truly participate in appropriate boundary conversations. It's beautiful to try and utilize those same practices within my personal relationships, but both parties would have to be committed to putting in the necessary effort. Some of my relationships have become even stronger thanks to some difficult conversation about boundaries. I'm beyond thankful for those individuals to have spoken up, and I'm beyond thankful for the individuals when I've spoken up that it has been reciprocated appropriately. Some individuals choose instead to let a relationship fizzle out over a cross-boundary or a misunderstanding. So if a friend exhibits toxic behaviors like manipulation, general negativity, or disrespect, it becomes self-protective to try to distance yourself for your own well-being. When these issues aren't effectively addressed, they can fester and create a growing rift, eventually leading to a breakdown in the relationship or the possibility to never even speak on these issues. And while not all friendships are meant to last a lifetime and letting go can be a healthy and necessary part of personal growth, what happens when the individual takes notice and reaches out? Do you have the boldness to speak the truth or do you ignore? It's always going to be the easier option to not address problems. But what occurs when you don't address these problems in relationships? Well, karmatically, karmatically, it becomes pattern in all of your other relationships too. Sometimes walking away allows space for personal reflection and understanding your own needs within friendships. I'm not saying that you need to be best friends with individuals when you reapproach, but when they do approach you about previous concerns, ignoring their approach is just as disrespectful and selfish. It's also a manipulation tool similar to stonewalling and is important to recognize that your behavior is not any better. So what do you do when they approach you? You recognize how bold and humbling of an act that is, and you speak honestly and you address the issues, okay? That's what you do. That's the healthy outcome. Or you continue to run, okay? That way the other party knows it has absolutely nothing to do with them, okay? Because if a party member is running, if an individual is running, if they're not acknowledging you, they likely lack the communication nor the interpersonal processing skills to actually tell you why they had to take a step back. Let me try to explain this a little further. Ignoring can be a way to communicate disapproval, anger, or hurt feelings. It's a passive, aggressive way to try and convey a message without direct confrontation. It's unhealthy. Some people might resort to these tactics of avoiding and ignoring due to their inability to participate in difficult conversations or situations that they perceive as stressful or unpleasant. Occasionally, people ignore others as a way to feel superior or establish dominance, often stemming from insecurity or personal issues. And unfortunately, some individuals exclude others due to prejudice, bullying, or desire to maintain a specific social circle. It's possible they're ignoring you because the circle is too. So why do people use passive-aggressive behavior? Well, it avoids direct communication, hindering the ability to resolve issues effectively. They don't want to. They don't want to get better. 
Please remember this. Passive aggressive behavior is not healthy and will not aid in resolving the conflict. They don't want it to get better. This can be interpreted as weak too, okay? Because it avoids addressing the problem head on. People don't want to label passive aggressive behavior as weak, but it's also important to recognize that expressing frustration or disagreement indirectly shows an inability or an unwillingness to assert oneself directly. This can be seen as weak because it relies on manipulation, manipulation, okay, instead of clear communication. By hiding behind indirect actions, the person avoids fully expressing their emotions and dealing with the situation maturely. This can be seen as weak because it reflects on an inability to manage emotions constructively. Passive aggressive behavior point blank comes from deeper issues such as low self-esteem, insecurities, and fear of conflict. These underlying issues are not inherently weak, but they do manifest in unhealthy, weak ways. Of course, there are difficult situations that exist. Sometimes navigating challenging interpersonal situations or toxic dynamics can make direct communication feel unsafe or ineffective. Not necessarily that it is, but it is that it feels unsafe. In these cases, passive-aggressive behavior is the individual's coping mechanism, okay? Never said all coping mechanisms were healthy. So you've been ignored. It might be a good thing. You might have just avoided a socially immature, manipulative character and a chance of possibly even being threatened after seeking further understanding. Or they just really need to work on themselves, you guys. All right. It's important to remember reacting emotionally often plays into their hands. Take a deep breath. Remind yourself of yourself. Remind yourself of your truth and maintain a calm and assertive demeanor. You are the only one who can fully validate yourself. So why am I bringing this up? Well, because I'm trying to tell you that healthy, assertive choice, man. Always, always, always speak up. Judging individuals and their behavior is counterproductive. Focus on understanding the dynamics. Encourage healthy communication. And seek the support when it's needed. I'm not encouraging you to engage in endless arguments or justifications, all right? If a person persists in distorting a narrative and communication is not effective, politely but firmly state your boundaries and disengage from the conversation and relationship. The key, folks, is that boundary. And if you're struggling with a lost friendship, seeking support from a therapist or a counselor can help you process your emotions and navigate your situation constructively. I want you guys all to remember this. Do not listen to Drake, okay? We do want new friends. That's important. Surround yourself with healthy individuals, safe individuals, and loving individuals. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to Season 4 in 2024 of Social Accountability with Jet. It is sponsored by Jets Inc. LLC. Always know that you can find body positive products for you and all your loved one's body needs at JetsInc.com. That's J-E-T-T-S-I-N-C.com. The host and guests of this podcast are not let licensed mental health professionals. This podcast is meant to share experiences, provide insights, and offer general information about mental health. It is not intended to replace one-on-one therapy or professional advice. Come back next week and right below. And I want to thank you again for listening to another episode of Social Accountability with Jet. Good night and have a beautiful week.